0: This podcast is a production of Faith Living Church. If you like what you hear, join us for church sometime in our Plainsville, Connecticut location, Saturdays, 6 p.m. or Sundays, 9 and 11 a.m. Or online, anytime, at faithlivingchurch.com.
1: Last week, and the week before, I gave everyone a homework assignment. Do you remember what the homework assignment was? Mm-hmm. Fast from complaining. To fast from complaining. Yeah, we're not gonna complain for Seven days is what I asked you, and then I asked that again last week, you know. So has anybody been remembering not to complain? It probably bothers you, doesn't it? It's like, oh, man, that thing about complaining, he just makes it like me as well Because when I complain, I feel guilty now about it. Maybe, I don't know. But we did ask you to fast, not food, things like that, but to fast, the complaining because it impacts your life. Dynamically, it, it really does. And so we've asked you also f- to make a, a list like a Christmas list, like a, a New Year's Eve resolution list, like any list that you might would make, but we ask you to make a, a list of what you have to be thankful for and to have this discipline to do this every day and thank God for what he has done for you. It really changes your life, genuinely changes your life inside and out. But uh, let's go ahead and let's look at some scriptures here uh, this evening.
0: Ephesians chapter 5 in the Message Bible, it says, Though some tongues just love the taste of gossip.
1: How many of y'all like love the taste of gossip?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Nope. No? Well, I have some right here somewhere. Was it here? Yeah. Oh, yes. yes. This here. it's a garbage bag so if there's anybody who really loves the taste of gossip I'll just give you this and you can chew on it (laughs) that's disgusting and so is gossip and we don't ever want to be caught with gossip on our our tongue we really don't because it is of another spirit and it's not a holy spirit scripture tells us about that and we'll get into that maybe another time but if you If you wanted to see what gossip tastes like, you can swing by on your way out and check it out if you want to. But let's read it again.
0: Though some tongues just love the taste of gossip, Christians have better uses for language than that.
1: A whole lot better uses we have for the tongue that God gave us than tasting gossip, tasting garbage. So he says, let's read the whole thing again.
0: Though some tongues just love the taste of gossip, Christians have better uses for language than that. Don't talk dirty or don't silly. Don't talk
1: dirty? Uh, it don't really looks like we need to even be told that, does, does it? But don't talk dirty.
0: Or silly. That kind of talk doesn't fit your style. Thanksgiving is our dialect. Wow.
1: It says Thanksgiving is the dialect of Christians, the dialect of, of believers, of, of those who genuinely follow Christ. Thanksgiving is our dialect and, and, and gossip is the devil's because anybody who would gossip, you know, 100% you're being inspired by Satan when you gossip, you know, and, uh, This is really, really important as we're learning about always being thankful. He he says, Thanksgiving is our dialect. Thanksgiving is our language. We speak Christian. We speak Thanksgiving. Uh, We have the attitude of gratitude. And it changes everything in our life. There's, there's tons and tons of languages in this world in which we live, but this is one that every believer should become very fluent in. And it's Thanksgiving. That's our, as a believer, our dialect.
0: Matthew chapter 14 verse 19 says, And he directed the people to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and the two fish.
1: Let me see if I have some of those things here. One, two, two three,
0: three,
1: I only have four. Four, are you sure? Oh, yeah, there's hiding in there. Five. Five. Now, I didn't have a chance to go fishing today, so my fish came in little cans, they're called sardines. <laughs> but we do have two of them, okay. Yeah. Now, let me just ask you a question. Do you think these five little, what you call these?
0: Those are tortillas, but tortillas, peanut to bread. Similar to what they had, yeah. yeah. Similar.
1: Do to you think bread. five pieces of bread here, and and two cans of sardines, is enough for us to have a meal? The people who are in this building right now.
0: No.
1: No. Because most of every one of you could eat more than that, you know. But it says right here. And he, talking about Jesus,
0: directed the people to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven.
1: Now, what was? What do you do when you're looking up toward heaven? You pray. You're communicating with God. And this is what Jesus did. You know, all these people gather around, the disciples said, hey, they're tired, they've been here all day, there's there's not anything for them to eat, you know, and all. And then... They looked around for somebody who had some food. And it was just a little kid there whose mom had packed him a little lunch. And the five loaves, little loaves and two small fish, that was the lunch for one little boy. That's what it was, you know. And it says,
0: Taking the five loaves and two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves.
1: Now that is significant. And if, if you have a Bible with you, Are you underlining your Bible or highlight things? That is something worth highlighting. It says he gave thanks. He gave thanks. This is very, very significant. He gave thanks. He gave thanks and broke the loaves. He broke the loaves and he thanked his father for them. Now, there were a few thousand people there. If you remember the uh, story, okay,
0: then he gave them to the disciples, the five loaves and the two fish, and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were now satisfied. Now, what
1: percentage is all?
0: 100%. 100%.
1: 100%. And there was a few thousand people. We're going to read what it says here. It says, and they all, all 100%, they all ate, and they were full. They were satisfied. Half. Have you ever eaten to where you were satisfied?
0: Mm -hmm. Yes.
1: Yes. I think we probably all have done that a few times. (laughs) And in this Thanksgiving and Christmas season, maybe it's even more prone to to do that. But it says they all, 100% of them, they ate. A few thousand people, they ate, and they were satisfied. They ate until they were full.
0: They didn't want any more.
1: Don't want no more. It's like oh, so would oh, you? Oh, I'm full. That's that's exactly what happened here.
0: And the disciples picked up twelve baskets full of broken pieces that were left over.
1: Now, you got to understand this. Jesus likes leftovers. Now, do you like leftovers? Yeah. I like leftovers too. I've met a few people, it's just like, "Nope, had that one time. That's all." I'm going like, "What are you going to do with it? You'll give it to me, you know." But Jesus kept the leftovers. And how many, how many baskets of leftovers did they have? Twelve. How many disciples did he have? Twelve. He probably had a, a mission for them. Well, it was maybe for some of their family, but I I venture to say each one of them had the responsibility of distributing that to people who were in need, people who were hungry, and they did not waste the leftovers. They used the leftovers. It's very important that we recognize that. So they picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces, broken, which means they broke a piece and they, they were eating on it, you know. That was a... Left over, you know. Um,
0: The number of those who ate was about 5,000 men.
1: 5,000 men. Not teenagers, not young boys, but 5,000 men. From this. Can you imagine feeding 5,000 men from this here?
0: And having 12 baskets full after. And
1: having, uh, you got. That's a whole lot more. I mean, that'd be a good business proposition. It's like, <laughs> here, you turn this into twelve baskets full. I mean, that was pretty miraculous. That's about to fall off there. Okay. And so it says there were five thousand men. Besides women. Besides. And besides. That means uh, also there was five thousand men, but besides them, also there was who? Women and children. Women. And children. Now, I'm going to say that all these men, a high percentage of these men were, were married, you know. So let's just say the women who were there, let's just say if all the men were married, you got 5,000 men, you got 5,000 women. And then how many children did each husband and wife have? We don't know. No, uh, we, we don't really know. So we could say that did they had one or six? two or three or
0: what? <laughs> Did somebody say six? <laughs>
1: could be. Maybe. But I, I'm going to venture to say if you had 5,000 men, and if you did have the 5,000 women who was a wife, there could have been 5,000 children if they all just had one child apiece. Yeah. You know, so at no least, one family.
0: At least 15,000 people, even if not all the men were married and there were more than one child.
1: 15,000 people who were hungry. They'd been following Jesus. He'd been preaching the gospel. Someone said, hey, they're really getting hungry. We're going to have to send them home before it gets dark. You know, they're going to faint, man. We wish we had something to feed them. So he said, well, I have to see if there's any food around. And so they asked 15,000 people. And one little generous young, young sir said, hey, I got some food for Jesus. You know, five loaves of bread, two fish. So they gave him to Jesus. And they was thinking, you know, he's working miracles. He's working really hard. He's gonna oh, listen. He should at least eat, you know. But Jesus, he, he he thanked the the youngster who gave it, and then he looked up toward heaven and he talked to God about it. He prayed about it, and then he thanked his proper God. Think about that. That now this is miraculous, you know. Now it's pretty radical. How many times you, you think about this? Have you given thanks for provisions that didn't even come close to meeting your need? How many times were you thankful for a small provision? Say say you need $800, and, and whatever you did that, that week or month, you ended up with $18. Are you thankful for the $18 when you need $850? Well, and that's unusual. Because I hear lots of people complaining when they fall short. You know what I'm saying? I think it's great that we're thankful for the little bit, but that's that's somewhat, what I would call radical. Genuinely was very, very radical. Who gives thanks for such small provisions when large provisions are genuinely needed? You know, uh, uh, thankfulness does increase our provisions though, doesn't it? It does. Thankfulness increases what you got. We, even if it's small, Lord, I just I thank you for this eighteen bucks. Uh, I know I need eight hundred and fifty, uh, and that's just for this week. Uh, I am so thankful for the eighteen bucks. The giving of thanks is the believer's dialect, and it works miracles. And everything we do tells us if you're going to worry, you worry, you know, instead of worrying, you, you tell God what you need, you ask him, and then you thank him for all that he's already done. There again, and we, over the last couple of weeks, we've discovered the miracle power of the giving of thanks in our lives. I mean, fantastic miracle power. Thanksgiving, it transforms us, number one, and it empowers your prayers. It empowers your prayers. Philippians, read Philippians. Chapter
0: what? Four. Four. Verse six through eight.
1: Verse six through eight. And it it will demonstrate that the giving of thanks, it empowers your prayers. And it brings about tremendous peace. You know, Um, we have so much. All of us do. We have so much. And like the song we sang a couple weeks ago, we have so much so much, so much, so much, so much, so much to be thankful for, you know. Uh, more than mere material things, we, we have so much more than possessions to be thankful for. we got families. Uh, we've got friends. Uh, how many of y'all have some friends? About six? I mean, <laughs> I think you can make some friends right here tonight, you know, to be honest with you. But, um. Uh, Beyond the material, the things that are mostly important, family, you know, our friends, our, our health, and I'll talk to you about that in just a wee bit, the forgiveness of our sins, uh, eternal life. That's pretty good to be thankful for, don't you think? Mm-hmm. How, how many blessings do you think comes our way on a daily basis? Like, probably at least 10 or
0: 12? No, I, I mean, we many. really listed in them thousands, you know, just the, every breath is a blessing. You're know, right. Every, every uh, ounce of blood that's pumped through our body is a blessing. You're right. You know.
1: Our, our church family here, we've got so much, so much a, a neighbors to be thankful for. Okay.
0: When Robinson Crusoe was wrecked on his lonely island, he drew up two columns, what he called the evil and the good. He was cast on a desolate island, but he was still alive. Still alive. Not drowned as his ship's company was, he was apart from the human society, but he was not starving. He had plenty to eat. He had no clothes, but he was in a hot climate where he did not need them. He was without means of defense. But he saw no wild beasts such as he had seen on the coast of Africa. He had no one to whom he could speak. But God had sent the ship so near to the shore that he could get, all, he could get out of it all the necessities for his basic wants.
1: And as I read Robinson Crusoe years ago, the version I was reading, it said that there was a, a little library on the ship. And he actually had books that he could read. Mm. You may imagine you're you're cast away on an island. All the people who was on the ship have died. And there is nobody coming through this way for years and years and years. But but the ship that wrecked with all of its tools and books and whatever else you need, it's right close by. I thought it was pretty significant.
0: So he concluded that there was not any condition in the world so miserable that one could find something for, but that one could find something for which to be grateful.
1: Hmm. What a great perspective. A castaway on a desert island, and he found so much to be thankful for, like Jesus was thankful for five loaves and two fish. And we know that Jesus, after thanking His father, for the five loaves and two fish, he fed 15,000 people until they were full and then picked up 12 baskets full to take with them to help other people who would be in need. And all because he gave thanks for it. The tendency among so many people, especially who are not connected in a spiritual realm to God, you know, the tendency is to complain. And that's why I had to ask you guys to join me for another seven days in a fast. Fast means you're not going to partake of it for right now. You're going to pray and worship God instead during that time. Instead of complaining, we do what?
0: We thank God.
1: We thank God, you know, for all that he has done. And it's really good to write, make a list, so you know what you can thank him for. It will impact your life this, coming, this week, today, tomorrow, it will impact you through the Christmas season if you become a, a person who has the attitude of gratitude. That's what I'm talking about.
0: Psalm 103, verse 2 says, Praise the Lord, I tell myself, and never forget the good things he does for me.
1: Hmm. There's just so much good things. You, 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 could, you could never forget them. We talked about it last week about eyesight how valuable that was and all the other things and the thing is though we, we do forget all the good things he does for us because one little thing goes awry and, and we can complain and we can just stare at that black dot a, a lot of the time but he's done so much so much so much for us.
0: Philippians chapter 2 verse 14 says in everything you and do now
1: what, what percentage is everything again? 100%. Oh Thank you. In everything
0: you do, stay away from complaining and arguing. And then in first... Whoa, 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 wait, wait a minute. In
1: everything,
0: everything
1: you do... How many of y'all do stuff? Yeah. We all do something. But whatever it is that you do, he says here, in everything you do, stay away from complaining. Stay away from arguing at all costs. I mean, you treat complaining like a rattlesnake. You, you, how many of you are, are going to just go pick up a rattlesnake and just play with it? No, Not too many people, because you'll probably be seeing Jesus before long, you know? <laughs> he says, in everything, everything, stay away from complaining and arguing. Now, let's go on together.
0: 1st Thessalonians chapter 5:18 says in everything. No what percentage is
1: this everything? It's
0: still 100%.
1: We, we just read in everything you do stay away from complaining. Here's 1st Thessalonians it says what? In everything give thanks. In everything. 100% in everything, in everything, whatever it is in everything, in everything, in everything. And, and 100% is really 100%? Yes everything he says here, give thanks.
0: For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you.
1: He's talking about you. He's talking about you.
0: He's talking about you.
1: He's talking about us. And there again, the way we get smack dab in the middle of God's will, no matter what's going on in your life, the first thing you got to do is get smack dab in the middle of God's will. Get close to him as you can. And the way you do that is give him thanks. Thank you, Papa God. Thank you. I love you so much. You've done so much for me. And I thank you for this and that and that. Oh, you you could fuss and complain. You know, these people are here and they just got so much of a need. We only got five loaves and two fish. We could have complained. Jesus could have justifiably complained to his father. Couldn't he have? Mm -hmm. But the complaining does not help. Mm -hmm. But the giving of thanks multiplied it so everybody was oh full from the meal that would only have filled up one small boy. 15,000. Isn't that amazing? When you think about it. Okay. So, in everything you do, stay away from complaining. In everything, everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Now, I don't know, have you ever uh, complained because your cup was only half full uh, or, or maybe if have, have you ever have you ever complained because your wallet was only half full, or, or your bank account was only half as much as you really needed? You know, have you ever done
0: done that? Or let me see which. So, think about this.
1: We want the perspective that Jesus had when he was given five loaves and two fish, small fish. We want God's pers- perspective. Because you thank God. You didn't get what you wanted, you thank God for it in the midst of it. He works it all together for good, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Didn't he say, in everything, do so? Say away from complaining. In everything, give, give thanks. thanks. He said that. And he said in everything, in both of those verses, 100% of the time, you got to be very, very, very positive. So, if you want an inner peace, you can't complain. Because if you complain, you will not have peace. If you are a complainer, you will not have this peace. that The Prince of Peace, he brings and he wants us to have. But we begin this process of this peace by the giving of thanks. No matter what. And everything that's going on around about us, we do what the scripture read. We read about two weeks ago about where the scripture says cultivate thanksgiving. And we learned that thanksgiving is a choice. And you're going to make that choice. Nobody can make that choice for you. You know, I mean, (laughs) we wish they could, but nobody can make it for you.
0: So Philippians two fourteen that said, in everything you do, stay away from cl- complaining and arguing. Then verse fifteen says, so that no one can speak a word of blame against you.
1: Hmm. So if you're complaining, people can speak words of blame against you. Mm-hmm. Oh.
0: You are to live clean, innocent lives as children of God in a dark world full of crooked and perverse people.
1: Do you think we live in a dark world?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Do you think there's any at all perverse and wicked people living in this world? Yes. I, th- I think he knows exactly what he's talking about here.
0: So you are to live clean, innocent lives as children of God in a dark world full of crooked and perverse people. Let your lives shine brightly before them. Before days okay. the dark world.
1: Are we letting our lives shine brightly before the people who are in this darkness? These, these people who are perverse and corrupt and wicked. And, and they really need to be pulled out of that darkness.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, we, we probably all lived in darkness at one point in time in our own lives.
0: Yes, he brought us out of darkness into his marvelous light.
1: That's exactly right. That's what the scripture tells us. But he says here, let your lives, your lives, you can look around for a moment, just point at somebody and say, He's talking about, He's talking about you. You, you. You, 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 you. You, all you guys online. You. Hmm. Let your we'll lives shine, shine brightly,
0: brightly before,
1: before them. them. Hmm. But there's a. A lampshade. How many of you have a lampshade in your house? Mm -hmm. And you think about a lampshade, the lampshade, there's a lampshade. I think I have one here. Let me see here. You want to help me with this, dear? Mm -hmm. Bag of
0: staring.
1: Man, I wish they'd make bags better than they (laughs) used to make them. (laughs) You think that's going to help me get some better bags? Nope. No. Not at all. I'll probably never see another bag. But here's a lampshade. How, how many of you have a lampshade in your house somewhere? Yeah, lampshades are pretty cool, aren't they? Do you have a lampshade of uh, complaining? What does a lampshade of complaining do? It blocks it, out, out, out the light, you know? Wow. Wow, I mean that's bright, isn't it? Yeah. Man. But if you don't block out the light, I mean you got pretty serious light there. But the the lampshade of complaining, it blocks out the light that God's word tells us to let our lives shine. Because people are living in the the darkness. Hey, come back here. Okay. <laughs> Good. We've been working training him to come back, you know what I'm saying, like that. But uh, he says, let your lives shine brightly before them. Let your lives shine brightly before them, but complaining will block your light. If you are a complainer, people ain't going to see your light. You you know, they're just not going to see it. And if they did see a little bit of this, it's not going to make a big difference for them instead of complaining we can begin to give God thanks that's the ingredient to work the supernatural that's what turns five loaves and two fishes into enough to feed 15,000 people with 12 baskets left over that's miraculous odds that we're talking about right here
0: Psalm 103 <laughs> verse 3 says he forgives all my sins And how much of our sins? all
1: how many of you are cool with the idea of God forgiving 100% of your sins? Yes. He forgives all. Thank you, almighty God. Yeah. He says what? He, he, he does what?
0: He forgives all my sins and he heals all uh, my... All? Now, what percentage is that? 100%.
1: He heals all, all my, my diseases. diseases. Now, I have an issue. Um, we do lots of crazy things... For an object lesson at times, but I didn't do this for an object lesson. But to be honest with you, I've been in the bed or on the couch or in the recliner for most of the the week, unable to walk because I hurt my foot. How how, how many have a foot? You ever had, how many ever get two of them? You got twice the chance of hurting the thing if you got two of them things there. Anyhow, I hurt my foot. And uh, Susan and I, we, we've been praying and studying and things like that. And she's been every, doing everything she can to help me. And I've been on crutches for the last three days, up until 2 o'clock today. Is that, is that true? That's true. And we've been praying and seeking God. And uh, we were developing these notes so Susan could preach him by herself.
0: And, and she I was looked, crying out saying, God, please have mercy on me. Please heal him. Please.
1: <laughs> but uh, I got up off, off of the sofa there and it's like, wow. I had not stood up on the leg in a week. You know, without crutches or without just hopping on one foot and things like that. And you have a great tendency of falling if you're hopping around your house on one foot all the time. You know, so Anyhow, I got up, and it's like, it feels a whole lot better. It feels a whole lot better. And I, I stuck my crutches aside, and I stood there in front of Susan, you know, because uh, she knows, and she has watched my foot swollen up uh, so I can't get my shoes on and things like that. And it's just like, we've been praying that I would be able to be here tonight, at least tonight, because then we have a, a recording of it, right? Right. <laughs> But, so I got up and I went, put the crutches down. I had socks on my feet, because it was easier to do socks. And uh, I went and put, put these shoes on, as a matter of fact. And then I walked down the hall, and she was looking at me, we kind of smiled at each other, you know.
0: Because he has not been able to put weight on his foot since Monday.
1: And so I walked out the back door, and the back door is the beginning of our mountain. And it goes up from there. and so I didn't climb the mountain, okay? But I did walk around the bottom of it. And I didn't walk around the bottom of it too much. I, I really did. I was just like, "This is amazing. This is fantastic. This is wonderful, you know? And I came in the house, I took my, my shower, I got all ready for church and all. And uh, I was still feeling pretty good. but I, I, I did go a little bit too far around the base of the mountain and where I got my leg a little bit sore. You know, not to where I had to use the crutches again, but it was just a little bit sore. So it's like, huh. Hmm. But, you know, the scripture says right here, it says,
0: "He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases."
1: Do, do you believe that? Yes. Do you believe he, he forgives all your sin or just a portion? Do Monday. you think that God wants to heal all diseases? Yes, I, I believe it a hundred percent. He does. And if, although my foot was hurting a whole lot worse Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday,
0: it continued to get worse. Yeah,
1: it did. And and then uh, Thursday, and then Friday, the swelling s- stopped getting larger. Yeah, it just calmed down and all. And anyhow, what I'm saying is. If it takes a week for God to heal you, or two weeks, or a month, is that okay? Yes. Now, if I get to walking around here, and I've not really done it, I just, after I took my shower and all, and I sat down for, what, we had about an hour before we left, mm-hmm. and, and I was a little bit sore from all the walking around on the base of the mountain. It's like, the wisdom would have been not to do that, you know, because I plan on going up the, on the mountain in the morning to pray. <laughs> what are we going to do? I'm sure my. She can do all things through Christ who strengthens her. Can you carry me up the mountain?
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> I, I don't really know, to be honest with you. If we just live with God and close to God, and you talk to Him and you, you ask Him and He helps you, and He helps us do everything. That's what He tells us to do. And in all the midst of I could complain that I had a week. That I was kind of down. I wasn't able to do lots of things that I would have liked to have done. But I didn't complain. I genuinely was thankful. I genuinely was thankful. Yeah. Making my list. Checking it twice. You know? <laughs> Trying to find out who has been thankful or not. You know? and uh, But being thankful is miraculous, what happens in our own lives. And uh, you, you, you probably remember me telling this story. And I've told it probably hundreds of times, but I won't tell it one more time. And this just bears out what the rest of the scripture says. And there was a, a system. and she had two daughters, and she came home one day from work, and one of her daughters said, Mama, you you, you love sister a whole lot more than you love me. I said, Oh, no, that's not true. Honey, I love you both. And she said, No, you you make her so many more nice clothes than you make for me. And uh, Mama said, No, I don't. And the, the uh, daughter took her into her room and showed her, the beautiful clothes that the seamstress had made for her, and then went and took her to sister's room. And there were a lot more clothes in sister's room. And mama said, You know what? I don't love her more, but she does have more clothes. And let me explain why. Everything I make for you, I don't like this style, mama. I don't like the length of that dress. I don't like this color. You complain about everything I have ever made for you. But your sister, no matter what it is, if it's only a hair ribbon I I put together for her, everything I make, she goes, oh, Mama, it is so beautiful. Thank you so much. This is so nice. You're so sweet, Mama. And she says it's just so easy to make things for her because she's so thankful. And the giving of thanks is like a magnet. Mama wanted to make things for her daughter who was so thankful. But whatever she was making for the other daughter. She just got fussed at and complained at. And it wasn't not a real joy. She still made her some things. But it wasn't a joy. For the giving of thanks. From the other daughter. It just attracted mom. She just wanted to make something nice for her. She just wanted to. And that's the way when you and I. Are thankful to God. For the five loaves and the two fish. It attracts the blessings of Almighty God. It it genuinely does.
0: He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. He ransoms me from death and surrounds me with love and tender mercies.
1: Hmm. You said he fills my life
0: with good things? Yes. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. Wow.
1: He fills us. He satisfies. This is what God does for us: forgives all of our sins, heals all of our diseases, He fills us with good things, He renews our youth like, like the eagles.
0: The Lord is merciful and gracious; He is slow to get angry.
1: Have you ever known someone that was real quick to get angry? Don't don't look at him right now, okay? It'll give it away. Are you looking at me, there?
0: I am, but not because of that.
1: (laughs) But it says he's slow to get angry. I'm thankful for that. Yes. There's lots of people who can get angry, and aren't you glad that God is, he's not quick to get angry. He's very slow to get angry. And full of unfailing love. He's full to the point of overflowing with unfailing, never has failed, unfailing love love that's absolutely amazing
0: he has not punished us for all our sins
1: how many of you have kept account of all your sins and went, I got away with that one God didn't get he didn't punish me for that hmm. aren't you glad that God has not punished you for all your sins Yes. that's why Jesus went to the cross he died for your sins and, and I'm telling you and I, I'm not saying this that you can just make an excuse and go and sin all you want to but Jesus died For the sins that you might commit next month or next year he's already paid for it Mm -hmm. we need to confess with our mouth and repent turn from it and receive his forgiveness but he's already paid for your sins he loves you he's crazy about you he wants you to be totally free but it says he has not punished us
0: for all our sins
1: for all 100% he has not punished us thank God you know That that he is so merciful and so so gracious to us.
0: Nor does he deal with us as we deserve.
1: Do you deserve all the good things that you do have? No. No. Well, if I'm not mistaken, the Bible says the wages of sin is... uh,
0: Death.
1: Death. So what we deserve is because of sin that's been in our life at any point in time, we deserve death. We deserve hell. And hell is a real place. There is a real lake of fire. It genuinely, if in the Bible says, the worms do not die there. But they just kind of slither in and out through you mm. for eternity. And, and Jesus said, you'll go to hell over my dead body. Yeah. And he died in our place. And the, and the Bible will study it again one day. But Jesus went to hell for three days. So you and I don't ever have to go there. As we receive what he has done for us. Fantastic what he has done for us. So he does not deal with us. You know as we deserve. He really He really doesn't. Um, think about this statement here. If we could only keep. Think about what you own right now. What you have. If we could only keep. Tomorrow. The gifts that we thank God for today. The only—if you could only have the stuff tomorrow that you thanked Him for today, what would you have tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Did, did Did you thank God for your car today? Did you thank God for your spouse or having somewhere to get food or having a roof over your head or having feet or eyes and nose and ears and mouth and? Uh, The statement, it just kind of awakes us. If you could only keep the gifts, if you could only keep tomorrow, the gifts we have thanked God for today, what would we have tomorrow? I'll tell you what, the giving of thanks is supernatural. The giving of thanks puts us in a realm where five loaves and two fish can feed 18,000 people with 12 baskets left over.
0: Psalm 92, verse 1 says, It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to the Most High. Did
1: you know that? That's a a scripture, isn't
0: it? Yes, it is. Psalm 92, verse
1: 1. Psalms 92, verse 1. We we learned this scripture many years ago. Mm -hmm. A song. In a song. It is a good thing thing to to give give thanks thanks unto unto the the Lord. Lord. It is is a good thing. To give thanks unto the, the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High. I will praise thee, O Lord my God, with all my heart, with all my heart, and I will glorify your name forevermore. just keep on singing and singing and singing. I was going to. You was going. I knew you was, you know. But it's 7-Eleven. They should name a store after that 7-11. time up there, don't you think? How about that? We, we saw something pretty awesome up there. But we, we've learned hundreds of scriptures in song. Just like that, we learn to sing them to a melody, and you, you learn it, and you've got it pretty much for the rest of your life. Yes. It's pretty amazing how many scriptures we, we learned. Now, we just got through reading Psalms 92.
0: It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to the Most High. You thrill me, Lord, with all. Wait, wait, wait. Here's, this,
1: here's the psalmist saying, You thrill me, Lord. Yeah. Does God ever thrill you? Or does he just kind of make you want to cringe? Oh, no, not you again. I'm in trouble. Oh, no, I'm no, I'm getting called to the principal's office again. Oh, no. Or does he, he thrill you? Yes. He thrill you.
0: You thrill me, Lord, with all you have done for me. I sing for joy because of hmm. what you have done.
1: You thrill me because all you've done for me. The word thrill means that you're excited, delighted. Does God excite and delight you? Amen. Lots of times people are just in this nebulous state, and a lot of it has to do with fear. No, oh, he, he does so much for us. We can thank him. When you lay your head on your pillow tonight, even if you've already thanked him for everything that you could have thought about last week, you can think about lots of more things to thank him for this evening don't you think so
0: yes and he's always
1: working amazing wonderful things and he tells us here you know you thrill me lord with all you have done for me
0: i sing for joy because of what you have done wow i sing.
1: you ever sing for joy yes or do y'all sing that song what's the one i'm always teasing with Gloom, despair, and agony on me. You know, that was from Hee Haw. You you know, I I, uh, let me see if I get the the rest of the words. I never sing the whole chorus. It goes, gloom, despair, and agony on me. Deep, dark depression, excessive misery. If it weren't for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. Gloom, despair, and agony on me. If you sing that song, you have to sing that tune. You know right? <laughs> but there's a lot of people, their life, that's what they sing. It's, it's gloom and despair. No matter what they do, they can always find the negative in that. But the scripture says, I sing for joy because of what you have done for me. I've got the joy, 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 joy down, down, in down, down in my heart. Where? Down in my, my heart. Where? Down in my heart I've got the joy, 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 joy Down in my heart, down in my heart to stay And I'm so happy,
0: so very happy I've got the love of Jesus in my heart Down in my heart and I'm so happy, so
1: very happy I've got the love of Jesus in my heart and then there's two more verses we want to share with you here tonight you know that we sang when we were teenagers it was a whole lot more than that it goes we've got got the peace that passes understanding understanding down down in my my heart where? down in my heart where? down down in my heart heart. I've got the peace that passes understanding down in my heart down in my heart to stay and I'm I'm so so happy, happy
0: so very happy I've got the love of Jesus in my heart, down in my heart. And I'm so happy, so very happy. I've got the love of Jesus in my heart. Now
1: I'll share one more uh, with you that we used to sing along with this. And it was probably one of the coolest ones. And and we were teenagers when we used to sing this. And and, and I'll just share the words of the song so you can remember them slowly. He goes we've got that far, far out, faith out faith that freaks our friends out down, out down in my heart
0: where down, down, down,
1: down, 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 down in my heart down in my heart I've got the far out faith that freaks my friends out down in my heart down in my heart to stay now you know what you can tell we were pretty evangelistic as kids you know and and we wasn't ashamed to tell people about Jesus.
0: That's right. It really
1: wasn't, you know. And uh, there was a Jesus movement kind of going on when we were youngsters, you know. And God is still moving in this day and time. He still works miracles. He still forgives sins. He still heals bodies. He is awesome. He's fantastic. He's wonderful. Absolutely. Well, just a couple more passages, and then we'll kind of unplug for a little bit.
0: Hebrews 13, 5 says, for, the, for God has said, I will never fail you.
1: I, I will never?
0: Right, never.
1: Not at any time ever? No. Ever. Ever.
0: ever. He will never fail us. He says, uh, what does that say? I will never fail you. I will never forsake you.
1: He said, not only will he not fail us, but he's not going to forsake us.
0: Right.
1: We'll never look around and say, oh God, and it's like God's nowhere to be found. So, so let's read that again.
0: For God has said, I will never fail you. I will never forsake you. Is that
1: worth thanking him for?
0: Yes. Oh,
1: man, to have someone who makes such a commitment yes. like that to you?
0: That is why we can say with confidence.
1: Uh, we can say something with confidence. Yes. Okay.
0: The Lord is my helper, so I will not be afraid.
1: So the Lord is my helper.
0: Ah. Uh, I won't not be afraid. No, say it with confidence. I, I was trying to do it that way, honey.
1: <laughs> is that the way you pray? He says right here, that is why, because we know this is the truth. God says, I will never fail you. I will never forsake you. That is why we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper, so I will not be afraid. Boy, I am so thankful that he says he's going to be with us every step of the way. He's going to be my helper. No matter what you're going through right now, physical or financial or relational, what's going on in this world around about us, we don't have to be motivated and controlled by fear. Because God says he's going to be there and he is going to be your helper. 2 you know.
0: Corinthians chapter 9, verse 15 says, Thank God for his son. A gift too wonderful for words. Wow.
1: Did you know Jesus? We, we learn about him through his word. But you, you, you know more about him when you experience him than just hearing about him. Does that make sense? And any man or woman who receives him into their life, this brings about a transformation. Thank God for his son. A gift too wonderful for words. And there's another song we were thinking about, you know. You are beautiful, beautiful beyond description. description. The scripture says that God's Son, Jesus, is a gift too wonderful for words. Words do not fully help us to understand who Christ is. You are beautiful beyond description. We're talking about Jesus too marvelous for words too wonderful for comprehension like nothing ever seen or heard who can grasp your infinite wisdom who can fathom the depths of your love you are beautiful beyond Description. Description. Majesty enthroned above, I stand, I stand in all of you. Wait a minute. Would it be okay if we just stood up and sang that last little piece once Mm. together? Can we do that? Now I'm thankful I'm standing Mm. because at 2 o'clock today I'd been on my on crutches for three days. So I'm thankful I can stand. You know, even if it's still a little bit sore from walking around the base of that mountain. I stand, I stand in all of you. I stand, God is awesome. He is wonderful. And, and there's so much about him. We didn't even get to our point we were trying to make tonight. Do you know that? I do
0: know that. <laughs> That's what
1: happens. You know, she talks so much. It just makes the service go so long. Be thankful. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, I'm teasing. I'm picking. But f- there are, there are f- passages in the Bible that tells us that you and I can cause other people to give thanks by the things that we do. And when we are a generous people, we are a generous people, and what a better time to display generosity than the Christmas season. When we we study and we talk about, You know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That's what Christmas is all about. Hmm. Whoever believes in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. And we'll talk about that passage at another time. But it's very in-depth of how God works in us, promises to take care of every need you ever have, no matter what it is. But we'll have to talk about that another time. But it also will inspire the giving of thanks for hundreds of other people when we show generosity toward poor people, to a neighbor, to someone who's in need, whatever it might be. Do you want to say anything here?
0: Yeah, do you want them to just keep standing or sit down? Huh.
1: Y'all can sit down for a minute, okay? <laughs> she, she's thinking about you guys' discomfort of standing. Um, you know.
0: And, you know, as we were studying this and about how um, we can cause other people to be thankful because we live generously and there's someone that we know that is, is living generously right now this week and um, is someone in our church congregation and they uh, let us know that they have some tickets available for there's a, a new movie coming out how many of you have seen the series The Chosen and there's a, a new movie coming out it's about awesome. The Chosen Christmas Story And it's going to be showing, they have uh, rented out the AMC uh, Theater in Southington. It's kind of at a different time. It's at this Thursday, December 9th at 345. Um, So what we would like you to do, if any of you are available at that time and are interested in going, we're going to have a drawing. Okay? So at the back where Sue is at the table there. There's some little slips of paper and we need you, if you're interested and available, you'll need to be there at 3.30 and everybody all you'll need is your name. You'll give them your name. You'll see a group because you're all going to go in as a group. But We're going to make this drawing tomorrow after the 11 o'clock service. So we're just going to be gathering just those that are available, you know, because we know it's a little bit different time. So it'll be this Thursday, 345, um, but you'll need to be there at 330 at the theater in Southington. So if you just write down your name and your cell phone number or uh, call, you know, a number that we could call you at, Make sure you write it legibly, and um, so we can contact you if your name is one of the ones that is drawn. It's going to be packages of two, okay? So you could you can go and then invite someone else. So to if I drew a, a ticket, I could take you. You could take me. So it'll this be, is a
1: fantastic Christian, you know, presentation. If you've ever seen, if you haven't, you've got a lot to look forward to. Absolutely, and this is just all hot off
0: the press. Yeah, so we just became aware of this, so that's why we're kind of doing it in a a, a little bit different way. So um, I think they have maybe 12 tickets that are available, and so we're going to draw from those of you that sign up. So at the back, make sure you sign it up and put it in the basket, the little slips of paper on the table, put it in the basket, and we'll continue to do that at all three services, and then we'll contact those that have that one uh, after the drawing tomorrow at eleven. Okay, does that make sense? It Does. And their generosity yeah. is going to cause some of you to give thanks to God for His. Uh, you're you love, know, the this, this awesome you're love the movie. This awesome opportunity that you have.
1: And you're going to want to tell people about it, or you know, have them come over once it's available. Yeah, it's going to be everybody. eventually
0: live streamed, I think, just like the Chosen, uh, or yeah. not live streamed, but streamed like the Chosen yeah. series. Okay. okay. That's it. Well,
1: it's 760. No, 762. Uh, 726. <laughs>
0: 762 isn't? would be 802, I think. Yeah, I think you're <laughs> right.
1: Well, let's just pray. Yeah, okay. Well, I would just ask you guys, if you would, just reaffirm your faith with me and those who are joining us online. If you've never welcomed Christ into your life, here's the time to do so. We've got so much to be thankful for. He sends so much for us because he loves us so much. But would you join me as we reaffirm our faith Or declare our faith for the very first time. Heavenly Father.
0: Heavenly Father.
1: I believe that you love me.
0: I believe that you love me. That's
1: why you sent your son Jesus.
0: That's why you sent your son Jesus.
1: And he died on a cross.
0: And he died on a cross. To
1: wash all my sins away.
0: To wash all my sins away.
1: I believe that he rose from the dead.
0: I believe that he rose from the dead. And he's
1: knocking at the door of my heart.
0: And he's knocking at the door of my heart.
1: And I open wide that
0: door. And I open wide that door. And I
1: welcome Jesus.
0: And I welcome Jesus. As my Savior. As my Savior. As my Lord. As my Lord. And as
1: my soon-coming King.
0: And as my soon-coming King.
1: In Jesus' name.
0: In Jesus' name.